And we're here. Welcome to the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall. I am your host. And today we are sitting down with my friend, fellow comedian Stephen Pratt. Uh, he is a paramedic during the day. And I wanted to sit down with him, hear about the ins and outs of that job, the differences between uh, doing it in Boston and doing it in a place like New York City. And I think you guys will really enjoy the episode. There were a lot of a lot of things that he has to think about on a daily basis that never would have occurred to me. So I thought it was super interesting. Uh, as far as following Steven, you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at the Steven Pratt. He's got a great Twitter, close to 30,000 followers. He posts a lot of good tweets, a lot of good jokes, uh, different thoughts that he's had. So definitely go give him a follow. He also runs a great monthly show at Anyone Comics in Crown Heights, uh, where he gets some of the, literally some of the best comedians uh, in the United States, and they, they pack out a small uh, super awesome room once a month you can find the dates for that at geek sauce comedy on instagram and he also will put it on his own instagram and twitter if you're looking for that but uh from here just enjoy the episode just haven't gotten around to to actually like setting it up and it's also like I have the same problem as like like today I wanted that room over there where I kind of like that's normally the room I do it in but since those two people were in there and I didn't feel like kicking them out I was like see like where would we put it in here I'd have to go like put it up prop it up on the chair or like Put I, it I, on get there. Tri- I would get a tripod for it and like toss in the corner. Oh, Sorry, yeah, I could do that. Like 23, but I have a good one for the show now. I'm also ugly. So. <laughs> no, no. Are we, are we recording now? Yeah, I just, okay, cool. I just, right, cool, I just cool. start it. And then how do you, what, do you, what do you do? Do you have, do you have like a list of questions or you just let it go? No, nah, I, just, I just let it go. No prep, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was talking with, with one person that listens and he was like, no, 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 I really like the, uh, the one episode with Chris because you guys just really just like talked. I felt like I got to know him. And then you went into like, like growing up as the fat kid and he was like, I really felt like I knew where I was coming. I was like, <laughs> well, it's going to be tougher to do with some guests than other like i'm actually friends with chris so. I, like, I like that that's his backstory growing up as fat kid yeah <laughs> <There's> no i <laughs> that that's, was that's some beginning and sums up you seem like a kid like you know he was half black half white weren't there some nope just fat kid fat that kid. sums him up there was yeah no. i mean we don't see color at this podcast yeah. <laughs> just, no. just just obesity and <laughs> right yeah yeah judge people by the amount of calories yeah, they consume not, the color, not, not the by the color of their yeah, skin but by their bench and squat <laughs> he's so ripped he's so jacked I, I didn't realize i was like yeah yeah he works out and then he flexed i was like shit your bicep is a rock he's so jacked out of his mind he, we could we could do the whole podcast just on chris's body and how he out how he doesn't really work particularly hard like he works out but he's not like this is not a it's not like a goal or a passion of his it's just I, he goes to the gym for maintenance to be, yeah, and he's just, he takes 275 and presses it like you or I would put 135 pounds on the bar, just jacks it up like it's not, it was crazy to watch the one time. Wow. I went to the gym with him, yeah. Yeah, he was like, he's built like a brick, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'll do like 10 pull-ups. I was like, I've never done a pull-up. 
He just did never pull-ups? once. Yeah, insane. he was like, yeah, yeah, pull ups, part of it. I was like, I, I don't think that's ever going to be possible for me. I've, I've written off pull up as uh, <laughs> something I could uh, I could ever achieve in my life. I'm more like I feel more confident in my abilities at this point to eventually play theaters as a comedian than I am to do a pull up. We'll get you to both. which is like We're super get you fucked. To both. Yeah. <laughs> Because one of those is actually attainable and the other one is not. Hey, there, there are way more people who can do 10 pull-ups than do be arena comics. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's like five, there are like five arena comics in the world. Yeah. No, theaters, not arenas. Oh, did you say theaters? Okay. Theaters, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not hard to run out of Okay, never mind. You can do a theater. I could, yeah, I you're, could, you're already maybe. I don't know. <laughs> See how this podcast turns yeah. out. Oh. Hot start so far. Hot start. Uh, it's delicious. Out. This is uh, filtered... Oh, only the best filtered only water. Best. It tastes better out of a rework. rework cup. Yes. <laughs> hey, there we go. Previously, previously containing <laughs> urine. <laughs> every uh, every guest so far has brought up the WeWork. So I, right? okay. Yeah. So I wait until oh, uh, so people drinking at home can take a shot now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it is the it is the kind of an expert drinking game. It's really kind of boring though because we mostly only bring it up once. So it's like one shot at the beginning of the I don't podcast. Know, I, I know nothing. Then, it was just they just rent workspace to people. Yeah. Pretty much. They like buy up a bunch of real estate and then instead of renting it out to like one company, you buy like a membership, like a gym. Oh, that's so So cool. you could just come in here and like work and they have coffee and shit. But you brought up a good point in here because we're in like a super old building and you were saying because you're you're a paramedic mm-hmm. during the day and what what was the point you brought up about the elevator? Like the tiny oh, just elevator? The, just, just how teeny tiny the elevator was and how when we have well, when we have, especially a lot of the old apartment buildings where like the Russians live, they're these tiny. <laughs> Is it exclusively <clears throat> Russians that live there? It's, or prim- it's primarily. Okay. It's, uh, it's, or are they just the ones dying? Why? Well, <laughs> no, they refuse to die. That's oh. the main. They're, these people are are ancient and they're they have every ailment and disease known to man. Nice. And yet they will not. Uh, uh, they won't go. They won't. They won't give in. Hmm. Uh, they're survivors. But we, yeah, it's the, when they were super cramped. Like I, one of the ugh, there was this one. We had, I had a uh, like a there these vent patient calls where you have a like sometimes they'll they're these these patients that are essentially they're they're usually like unresponsive and they have uh, a tracheal vent that's a machine that basically breathes for them this particular patient event was like septic and we had to get them out of their house with a cardiac monitor which is about i don't know wait what is what is septic septic is so it's basically they're they have they have an infection that's so bad they're Fibril, they have, they're probably dehydrated on top of it, and it's, so it's like a hole. And they, you know, they just have accelerated heart rate and uh, respiratory rate. Although with this, it's mostly controlled by the the breathing apparatus, the vent. Um, Don't sound so excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that yeah, so we'll, but anyway, it was just like with those with those tiny little elevators, it's just such a bitch to take that much equipment and stick it in a room where you have you know a, hu- a human body on this thing that doesn't. And it's also it's it's, it's a if they're at base baseline unresponsive, mm-hmm. you, you have to manipulate their body. Like they're not going to put their arm up on the stretcher where it needs to go. You have to oh. position them, and then you have to make. And then you got to, you know, crank the to a ninety degree angle to even get the stretcher in. And now I also have maybe one hundred twenty pounds worth of equipment. Right. That I, I that's conservative. I because I'm thinking just the vent and the cardiac monitor. Yeah. That's probably one hundred twenty pounds together. And then you've got my my first in bag, my oxygen tank. 
and um, then any, whatever, any other equipment that I have to bring it with me. So it's just, it's just a lot of cram. And then myself and another per, another my 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 basic EMT that works with me. I was gonna ask how many people are normally in your team. Oh, yeah. And then of course, and then of course, the family member that's like, I get in too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. But there's plenty of room. It's a three, this is a 300 degree oven of an elevator now. And if I need to, and if I need to get and and then and it's just like I'm always I, I'm they like, can't smell good. No, and it's always so stressful too because it's like in my that's like one of the more stressful points because it's like. In the extrication of a patient, if anything were to go wrong or they need more care, it is v- it's very difficult for you to get to where you need to be around that individual. And it's uh, so it can be a kind of a, but I have, look, I haven't had that issue yet, but it's like it is it is. It's gonna always, happen. It's always my nightmare. Yeah. And I'm so yeah, I always I'm always that's one of the things you do when, par- when you're being parent is that you they well, some teach you not all of them are great teachers, but you should learn that it's like you're always trying to do always you're always planning ahead and you're and what if, if, if a goes wrong what's your plan b got it and a lot of those floats so it's like when like if you set up to intubate a patient you set up all your equipment what if you have this issue well, okay now if that size tube doesn't work what do you go you know and then you have all your um your backup plans and so you're always like okay we'll put this here and it's, it sucks sometimes because like the basics don't quite get that so there's like let's just get him in and go i'm like i'm like yeah you're thinking about what you know you have to do and i'm thinking about what is going to be a potential worst case scenario and yeah. so i tend to move a little bit slower and try to like you know or is they're just like let's load and go and I'm like well they don't quite which is another yeah. reason why I wish I still worked with another medic as a, like I used to do back in Massachusetts but. so when you got in the elevator you were like you couldn't turn it off you're like I'm planning this out for when Corey, <laughs> no, for when Corey has a heart so attack funny. I, I, don't do, I, pro- I probably don't do that as much as I used to but I definitely like one of the things that happens when you when you're in um, uh, medic school because you're for the first period like one of the skills you've learned is obviously like putting like an IV in somebody mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you just start um the more you become like cognizant of it you just you realize all of a sudden you're focusing a lot more on people's uh vascularity like in their hands and their uh, their ac joint like so all you're these. just sitting around looking at people's veins i don't do that as much as i used to but when i but, when, but like but, but yeah but yeah i'll totally be like oh i could fit an 18 gauge iv in there oh you know wow that's a big one like that's a juicy vein i could put a 14 gauge in that you know or something like in um so that's definitely like there was definitely a period of time where i was noticing those kind of things a so lot more for the listeners a running joke at the comedy club is that Pratt <laughs> is a serial killer and this conversation is not helping it's a stereotype <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> the, the theory is that uh it's you you murder the people that you claim to to save yeah that and, and women i think was the other one that i'm supposed to be a uh a serial uh, uh lady killer Oh, right. No, we, I don't think we ever wrote off you killing men. Just like for oh. different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's that's super interesting. I never like, I, I guess, yeah, it's kind of like well, any it's other, like, it, yeah, any it's other like anything thing. else. Yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's, a, it's I guess, it's you like notice it when you see it more. Yeah, right. well, you it's like, yeah, notice it more because you're working if on you're, it. If you were going to start selling red cars, you'd start noticing red cars more. This right. just one happens to be a little weirder because it's <laughs> another human being's veins on their body. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I actually, I don't know. How did you get into that? I, I, I like, feel like every, everything, uh, everything in medicine I've done has just been me like, I kind of, I've, I've sort of, did you start noticing people's veins before you were like, you were like, that's a nice vein. And I was like, I should do something with that. So it's a long, so I think this is, and this is me parceling it together post 
like I'm doing the autopsy of my own, like how I got here kind of thing. That's such a fucked up way to say that. I know, that. but that's sort of like, that's sort of how it is. So when I was, when I <laughs> analyzing, yeah, yeah. So an, analyzing, okay. right, yeah. I, I, my, my own post analysis, pretend better than this. <laughs> um, when I was, when I was a kid, I was super horrifically anxiety ridden, particularly about death. Like I would have, I think really? I, I'm realizing now more like it's something that I think about now. It's like, I remember having like, we I guess they were probably like panic attack like just like I would be like almost paralyzed like just thinking about like oh my god I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die and it really fucked with me you're so chill now well I think because so yeah I, I think part of it is like I've really sub sometimes <laughs> but I think I've, I think I've also really like I, and this is again like you know bringing psychology and then noticing the recalling the behavior that I had I think part of the reason I sort of sublimated that fear of my own mortality with trying to understand what was going on like what is the and so i got into i think first i got into uh sports medicine athletic training like i, I think i told you it was a, like my master's in is in athletic training sports medicine yeah. i got board certified in that i just kind of started down that route because i was like well if i can learn more about the human body i can sort of pres- like kill preserve my, i can kill and take my victims out with more precision and yep. uh yeah so <laughs> i um i'm catching on yeah so i was like okay I, I can learn how to be healthier and i can keep me alive longer basically it was like a real rudimentary thought i think in the back of my head yeah and i also liked exercise so i was like oh that's fun why not and um so i got it and i was actually decent at it um and i liked that kind of like how stand-up you know you like you deal with that because because i ride so high on anxiety yeah i think just like you kind of when you live in it you like when you master it, it feels fucking you know when you just you're having that moment of flow on stage oh my god and you just it feels like there's no yeah. better that's what i, I call it autopilot yeah. where you're just like something snaps and you just go just you don't even watching. remember you, you get off you get observing. off the stage you're like not sure what i just said but i know it was fucking great yeah and you feel you feel yeah and you're just, I'm just chasing that high every time <laughs> no, i get no, 100%. on stage and so I, what i know I, that the thing that started happening was that's what you get with killing people that's what, when you take a life there's nothing quite mm-hmm. as satisfying Ooh. and you feel like <laughs> feel like a god but i would i would do i would do when i would do athletic training and some things started to click where i was like like the diagnosis stuff was really cool like the special tests and all that things but then the extra like level of um pressure when you go out on like if you're live game and of these were like super big games for some some collegiate level some like some like just big high school games like mm. even like you would go out and it's like it's kind of extra pressure because they're all their families there at the game yeah. so if some kid gets wrecked on the field and you have to go out and essentially ascertain whether or not are they a needing to go to the hospital? B can they go back to play? Or C, you know, what is their, uh, you know, what, what's their ailment and how severe it is and what do right. we have to do and that kind of thing. And I really found I liked the intensity of those situations more hmm. than I liked being in the clinical environment, like at, doing rehabilitation, which is fascinating. Yeah. Re- rehabilitation was like one of the things I first fell in love with when it was like the the tissue injury cycle stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like it's so it's. It, it was just so fast. I was and like you know when you're young and like those things start just like clicking. Like oh that's why that's like I remember one like the like learning how why a bruise turns a certain color. Yeah. When I first learned that I was like oh that's so cool. And then I don't know that kind of dumb stuff I got really into. Um, but anyway, so that's how I started there. When I got my master's, I realized I didn't want to do athletic training full time mm-hmm. because I just don't I don't have no interest in sports. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Wait, uh, you glaze over when we start talking yeah. sports. Yeah. I just I'm, it's so funny. I, was, <laughs> I always just look over right. I'm like, what's it like to be a man? Is it, is it, go- is it good? Does it feel like it feels pow- It looks like it feels powerful. He's it like, does. yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, uh, yeah, so I, so I, I kind of 
when I was doing my master's program, I graduated, got board certified, and I was like, you know, kind of out of the cocoon of, of, you know, college, like now, now you have to go find a job. And it's, athletic training is a pretty competitive field. And mm-hmm. I just, if you don't have the passion for it, you're just, you're not going to get yeah. a, a particularly good job. Although I hear, I guess people who work like per diem do pretty well. But again, I just didn't, I didn't want to be around it that much. Right. Um, and to get to my, to get the, the master's to get out, uh, you have to do continuing education stuff while you're in school. Um, and you have to get a certain amount of CME, CME credits uh, for their program. And I did an EMT course just because it wiped out like 800 points worth. And you think you only need like a thousand. So I was like, yeah, sign me up. And also I thought it would be kind of interesting. I did yeah. it. I was pretty good at it. Got my certification as part of it. It's like, that's awesome. Makes me more marketable too nice. as an athletic trainer if I decide. Well, so and you I'm, are actually an EMT as well. So when we make fun of you. Well, I don't. I, no. It's not so inaccurate. It's an emerging medical. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's. Well, I mean, you, I was an EMT for a period of time. Got it. So it's emerging medical technician. And then there's, and then, it, and then I think it's just paramedic. There, there are two different levels of, like sometimes people call it EMTP, like EMT mm. paramedic, but I, yeah. I don't think, you're, I, at least when I went to Massachusetts and the national certification, they look at it as a clinician. Mm-hmm. Like that's the level as opposed to technician, which is more like cookbook, kind of like you just go through it. You don't really understand the rationale behind why you're doing the things. I guess that's sort of the difference. And then you have more critical thinking skills and that sort of stuff as a, mm. as a medic. Got it. Um, but anyway, so that's how I, so I got the EMT, worked for a couple of years. You create, can't really live on an EMT salary. And I was like, I would someday like to move out of my mom and dad's house. <laughs> also, I have a lot of student loans for getting a master's degree that I'm not going to use. Yep. And I was like, it's probably a good idea for me to become a... I mean, one of the nice things about EMT and medic, which I've, I I don't know if I would have done it over again differently because I really loved you know, going to school. Um, but the barrier to entry, the cost to entry is super low to become a, a medic for how much you, I mean, you basically in your first year will pay off whatever you put into Whoa. work. I mean, it's like, it's, it's maybe, I mean, when I went, I think I maybe, maybe a paramedic school was 10 grand, you Holy know, shit. which is not bad. It's maybe a little bit more here or maybe it's gone up. Maybe it's like 12 or 14, depending on where you go, what program, but it's totally affordable and you make, you make okay money. You, you, you make more as you, it's like a year in, like you get, you get your raises and stuff yeah. and there's plenty of overtime, but you, if you, or if you're passionate about it and you're willing to work a ton, then you can, you, you can, you can do totally fine. Um, as a, as a, as a medic and just take care of your body, which most of them don't know. <laughs> <That's> but it's <laughs> like, it just seems like so physically strenuous all the time. If you, yeah. I mean, if you, if you do what some, I know some these guys are freaks, man. Like some of these people work 80 hours a week, every week in, I mean, it's, and God, I, have, I have friends. I'm just like, they're I'm like, you're going to kill yourself. I'm like, you're going to end up ah. like, what's your long-term plan here? If they stop, the demons will catch them. Yeah. Well, and, there, uh, there's a lot of mental illness in, in uh, it. There's a lot. And, and, and a lot of people, there's a lot of unhealthy, like, uh, lifestyle practices. Um, I, every, <laughs> I used to, so when I worked in Massachusetts, we had 24 hour shifts and we'd sleep at like barracks. God damn. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be 48. Oh, but you'd sleep. Yeah. Okay. Well, right, well, right. well, 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 yeah, I mean, ideally you sleep, but I, yeah. I had shift. I worked, I worked a forty-eight hour shift where I didn't, I didn't sleep for forty-eight hours straight. We just went nonstop all day, all night for, for two days straight because it was just, it was just insanely busy for whatever reason. Do they just give you cocaine? Or yeah, do you no, have you to just, get it yourself. I had such a brutal headache at the end of that. I remember that oh shift. My God. There were a couple of those, and I remember just being like, I cannot do this long term because I'll, I'll, I'll just lose my mind. I'll be like, I, I, yeah. I, I could feel myself aging. I was like, I, I know I'm be like physically getting older than I, I should be. Yeah. Um, 
No, I have a, I have a friend that does emergency surgery and mm. she's got that same thing. She's like, yep, nope. Just worked 30 hours straight. Had to like some dude jumped out of a tree, fell on a fence and impaled his leg or whatever. So yep. they just, we had to rip the fence out of him cause they had to cut it off. <laughs> and like all of a sudden I was like, Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. If you, can, if you can, if you, there are some people that acclimate to it well because they are, they have like that psychopaths. Well, they can just fall asleep easy. You know uh, what I mean? Like, there's some yeah. people who just, like, drop of a hat. I know it pisses me off so much. And because <laughs> I, I, I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm wide awake for the next, as I can't. It takes me a long time to ramp down, and I need to be yeah. really comfortable. And the other, like, what, <laughs> it would also drive me nuts because they all, not all of them, but the, the number of paramedics with fucking sleep apnea is 98 percent and they just they'll and we had we shared a room the barracks yeah so you just hear this big fat cow of a man just <laughs> just chainsaw snoring and you can't there's nothing <laughs> you can do it's and and you're just laying there awake because of them and you're like uh oh, i just want to put a pillow over their like face like that's yeah. the only but then you'd have to save them afterwards and then so, have to them them and be very like, can you, counterproductive can you, just, can you just bring your sleep apnea machine to work yeah you that, well that's a, but then you get like 10 of those going and it's almost as bad I'd as, I'd rather it's almost as bad as the snoring there's ugh, man I, I really like i look back and like uh, at some of those nights and i'm just like what the f-? like what was i thinking like i had to, i can't believe i didn't get out of there fat like faster i how often was it like you get an hour left in your shift and you get a really like you get a call and it's like a bad one where you're like god damn it this just increased my night by like four <laughs> hours um a bad one i don't I, I don't know how many times it was a bad one, but it would I would be frequently. But fr- frequently, you get calls that either keep you on the job later or were late night jobs. But like that, I mean, there were definitely some times where I've been. The worst was I think I had I had a day where this is what happens. This is what happens. You you yeah. go you go a month without getting a single cardiac arrest. You go two months without going getting a single cardiac arrest, and then it's a Tuesday afternoon and you get three cardiac arrests in one day and you're just like what is fucking happening mercury's in retrograde it's so it's weird just, yeah but that's just that's just what would be i'd be like oh well, it's, we haven't had one in a while it's and everyone's like kind of just wait you're like it's gonna happen we're gonna get them yeah and then all of a sudden boom 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 you get all your you get all your uh your, your arrests and you're just why it, is that one so bad it's a cardiac arrest is just so that that's when a person's uh your it's a heart attack right? a, well so a heart attack is just that there's a blockage in your in one of your coronary arteries got it so that you're so you're starting to get a tissue death you're starting to get myocardial mm-hmm. infarction a cardiac arrest is your heart is completely but you still when you have a cardiac heart attack you're still pumping blood you can still be awake and alert and be like you have a lot of chest pain but if yeah. you're cardiac arrest you're you're just you're you're you're, you're dead essentially you're, yeah. or, or you're you need to be resuscitated because shit is no your, longer your heart working. needs to be sh- either depending on the type of cardiac arrest you're having you either need to have your heart shocked or you need to be given uh, drugs either way you need cardio pulmonary resuscitation you'd have somebody pressing on your chest or a machine that's going to pump the blood while we try and restart your heart essentially and you need oxygenation and that's the whole so it's just there do you play the motley crew song while you uh (laughs) yeah of course yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah and it just gets you going and you know yeah there and so it's it's always in a bathroom uh every every time how many times are they in the middle of taking a shit when it happens i don't know if they're they're always they're they're very frequently in the bathroom i don't know if it's always when they've taken a shit they definitely have um but yeah well the thing is also too like so half the time people have really bad incidences in the bathroom just because they don't feel well and that's where people tend to go when they don't feel well they're like i don't feel well 
And so you find them in a bit, and then they have the aquarium, not so much because they were shitting, just because they're like wanted privacy and like what's happening. Look at a mirror splashing water on your face, yeah. and then you fall over and you're not doing so hot. Man, that is uh, that but, is tough. But the reason it takes so long, you're asking why why, yeah, why yeah. they suck so much, is just because you need you need as some, but you only have so many. You need to, this is when you call like a like a you call like a, a fire truck or whatever, so you can get more hands on ah. because people are going to be. So you get there are just so many things in this algorithm that you have to go through because you need to. Someone has to do, be doing. Uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So someone mm-hmm. has to be pressing on their chest, unless you have a Lucas device, so you don't need hands-on. Right. Um, which is, well, Lucas devices are, um, if you don't know what that is, it's like a, it's just a, it looks like a big, there's like a plunger, almost suction cup thing that goes here, and you're in the middle of your point of my, my sternum, goes here. It's like a little like rainbow ha- halo kind of thing that goes over your chest and it just basically and you straps onto your back and it just basically boom 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 up and down pumps into your so it in like does the, ca- it does the chest it, compression yeah 100 it's a little sometimes they can be a little finicky but they're they they free the medics up to do like all the other stuff they have to do like got it. establish it establish an airway so like intubate a patient if you need to uh start start your iv so you can get or, or io which is like an interosseous um thing in your bone so you could do and you can do all those things and you can also just be a little bit calmer because you don't have to, you, you just, it just slows everything down and you're not, because right. the second you do start doing compressions, you just get fatigued very quickly, which makes mm-hmm. it a lot harder to think ra- like rationally right. on top of you're already amped up. And so your body kind of catches up with your heart, which is like, you know, increasing your heart rate anyway. Right. So you're kind of doing all this stuff. You got the BG stuck in your head. So that's a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. You get the BG, yeah, yeah. Staying alive. And, uh, <laughs> and then, um, so then you have to go through your algorithm. You have to put them on the heart monitor, figure out what kind of rhythm they're in because that's going to determine what kind of treatment flow pattern you go down. So whether you, so if you got like, you have, you know, your, uh, your VTAX, your V-fibs, your asystole, your PEAs and that, and then, and then those will determine how you're going to like treat and also what kind of medications you're going to use. Too. Got it. So uh, essentially there's just a ton of different factors that so can go into yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, it's basically airway compressions and shock or not shock and then, you know, medications, but it's just, it's just, a, it, it can get very, they, they can run really smooth when you get mm-hmm. a team of people who know what they're doing and you're all kind of like you work with somebody regularly but they can also get real chaotic on scene especially if there's family on scene because they're I mean somebody they love is like dead and they're like they're, yeah. they, they can be flipping shit and they want to get involved and you're like please you know I know it's what you want to do but you're only making their outcome shittier if you try to like put hands on the patient and do stuff right and also you can't because we need to shock them so we you know get the fuck away from them yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> kill her kill the family members too, I, I think gotta... i told you there's a fucking great <laughs> video that they showed us in in uh, paramedic school where there's <laughs> there's this it's they I, something it's like i don't know if it was a near drowning or whatever but they or i guess actually someone it was hilarious someone from the beach they were it's two girls in swimsuits one girl's on the the, the stretcher in the ambulance getting getting worked up as a cardiac arrest they're doing compressions they have the um the the uh defib pads on her they go to shocker her friend who's also just from out of the water is in the ambulance with her and goes to put her hand on her right as they shock her and now they have two patients in cardiac arrest in the back of an ambulance and the, the medic is just like are you fucking kidding me like and he's, he's calling on the radio and he's literally got two hands on he's got one hand on each patient just compressing their chest and so i don't know what the outcome of that situation was but not not good not a good place to be i, I can't imagine how fucking un, unhappy that guy was just oh, like what, yeah. what, what am i doing and this is like it was, it was back in the day when it was like 
probably from the 70s or something or 80s because they're still using paddles where they you know shock somebody with like the clear thing so people don't use paddles anymore it yeah, just sticks around through tv and movies yeah it's just we use big right. like um they're just these larger electrodes that we just stick they just basically ah. glue right to your chest so you get better Got contact it. and also you get again your hands free so you can be doing other stuff yeah but it's way less fun it's not as badass looking people yeah. don't want to fuck yeah you don't get as much pussy after you save someone's right. life because they don't, <laughs> I don't know, it's just like what well, the machine really did what did you do i didn't you know nothing turns a girl on like a guy with paddles yeah <laughs> especially some of the girls we know at, at, <laughs> 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 they'll do anything for a rush at uh, the comedy club yeah oh. That's uh man, that's wild. And while this is all taking place, you're in the smallest elevator in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, God forbid. I really hope nothing ever happens in an elevator. Oh my it's God. just such a shitty environment to do. So with. how many? Okay, so in New York, this is like a bigger problem because there's so much traffic, and you see like a cavalcade of uh, fire trucks, cops, mm. ambulance, mm. whatever. Mm. Like. Are most of those necessary or are they just like, are they mostly going just in case it gets really bad? So I, the answer is I don't, I don't know because I don't know, um, I don't know New York FDNY stuff well enough to mm. like how they operate. Cause I work for a private ambulance company in Brooklyn right now. Oh. Um, I can tell you from when I work and it's, and it's mostly in my, what I would do right now is like a little bit of 911 and primarily trans like transport stuff. Like a lot of those spent transports. Oh. And like, so it's like number one, but it's like, it's a lot of, so transport, it's like hospital, to hospital, 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 nursing home to hospital, Got patient, it. patient from home to hospital, patient Got from uh, urgent care to hospital, um, which there are complicated calls and they can be like, you know, they can be pretty stressful, but it's just a different, um, a yeah. different set of, uh, you know, variables that the kind Somebody of 911 in an apartment a little more, I, I will get, I will get that. I will get that. But it's just, I, I just haven't had the, you know. Uh, the knock on wood, the, the, the as the volume of really bad calls that like, and it's just, it just runs, it just runs a little bit different. And, and because we're a private ambulance company, we're not as uh, interconnected with fire and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas, um, again, I don't know how they do it. I, I don't know. I think I mean, FDNY seems to run everything here in New York from the little bit I know, like as far as, yeah, it seems like the I fire have no departments. Idea. Yeah. So, um, whereas in Massachusetts, at least where I worked, it was, and again, every company's different. Again, it was still a private agency, but they were very, it was like, a, it was a town, excuse me. So they were very involved with the fire. Like a lot of the guys were firefighters, even though the ambulance company wasn't directly, it was contracted out by the town and like, it, but it was like a volunteer firefighting thing, but a Got lot it. of that. So it was, um, but you know, if they, if they, cause they don't want it, like a lot of the time, I mean, again, I, I hear maybe there's like more like, oh, we we want to go to calls because like we are, we need to justify our right. existence. I don't know if that's the you case. Get better stories to but that tell could people. Be, yeah, but that could be part of it. But I, but I, you know, well, you want to make sure like, Hey, we wanted this many calls. Here's why we need the budget. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case in, in here, but I, but I could see how that could be. Um, whereas, oh. whereas they didn't, they didn't really seem like they were like in, in one of Massachusetts, the, where I operate, it didn't seem like they were doing that. Um, gotcha. Like if we needed them, we would call, we would go, Hey, we need, we have a credit risk. We need, fire to show up because we're gonna need people to help us extricate this patient out of the you know um or you know like and that and that would happen a lot where you just like you need somebody to help carry while you do your other stuff um so what have you noticed is the biggest difference between doing this in massachusetts and doing it in the city like well, i guess in terms of like severity in terms of type in terms of like I think it's, I think how I can... annoying are the patients <laughs> like so so <laughs> so i mean it's funny it's i the when i was in Again, because now I'm doing less 911, so that's like the biggest difference. The transport stuff is just weird. Got it. It's like real weird. Um, Mostly old people. 
I have, yeah, my, well, well I guess always, that's most of the job that's who gets, you know, you know, God. and it sucks when you have kids. I've had a few kids. I've had one, I've only, I've only had really had one real sick patient. It's very scary. I don't like it. Um, but you just kind of, and the other problem, it's what it's, it's this thing that we always talk about. It's like the most difficult calls are the ones you get the least frequently, which makes them even more difficult because you never get to run the call yeah. and turn it into a, a regularly practiced, uh, event. So yeah, kids, kids scare me a lot. Um, I'm also not I also, <laughs> just I, in general too. Just seen them in, in public, also, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's why I moved to New York. Yeah, There's not uh, many of them here. <laughs> but yeah, they, I've I've had a couple, and it's been nice to have other medics with them that are also parents, so they can kind of they know how to like uh, talk to kids and, and talk, right. talk to they also know how to talk to parents because they are parents and they can use that trump card of like, listen, I'm a parent, I understand where you're coming from right now. Yeah, here's what we need to do. Whereas I'm just like. Get out of my way. Yeah. Like, just let me do it. Like, I got I to gotta work. Like, I don't know what you... Um, do you want me to save your kid or not? That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, only, like I said, I've only, like I said, I've only had really one very sick kid. But they and were what, like... what happened there? Are you allowed to talk about this stuff? Like, I'm assuming to, like, yeah, don't you know, drop what, a name. No, but that's, like, yeah. As long as I don't... I think okay. I, it's basically just don't... I don't violate HIPAA. Uh, it was... Um, uh, it was... A, uh, without getting into specifics, it was a very... It was a chronically ill child. Uh, like, mm. I don't know if I was even a yeah, full... Yeah, yeah, it was. It's real sad. You feel these. Oh my god! I felt like your heart, your heart just goes out to the parents because it's like they're just so straight. I don't. The mom looked like she had not slept in like years. She just looked yeah. exhausted. Ugh. And um and then like and then the little girl was just like just such a such a. But she was like so scared of needles, and mm. she had clearly been going through this for a while. And it was just. I mean, that's the one thing I see with the job is like it's 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 very depressing sometimes. It's brutal, it made you feel something for once in your yeah, life. For the first time in my life, I was like, oh, other people are people. And they get, yeah. But no, it makes <laughs> me, but yeah, it just makes you like super grateful. You're like, oh my god, like my family is like whatever problems you have. You're like, it's not that. It's not. It's like I just you know, thank God I'm not like I can't I can't imagine being a parent with a sick kid. It's just yeah, the kids are just it's just it's just, it's just heartbreaking. It's hard. It's really hard to see. But on the flip side of that, how many times have you been like called and you're like, you fucking deserve that. <laughs> You're like you are so, really stupid. So many times. All right, let's hear uh, about it. No, I mean oh, we no. need some examples. Well, you know, it's I, it's two things. One of the things I when I when there are calls that are when you are abusing the nine one one system <laughs> because <laughs> because you just I mean I've I, I I'm trying to remember a specific one I I don't have but like people like literally sometimes there are some humans that ju- they're literally just using uh, an ambulance as a taxi they're like i just want to go that's the I, most expensive taxi well not I've, if you're on, not if you're on like you know what i don't know if it's like medicare or medicaid or whatever but it's just like uh, when it's covered or if you're or if you're that's just, who the republicans or, are yeah, mad or if, about or if you're just or if you're just <laughs> yeah, yeah or if you're just homeless and you're getting you know like some like i mean not that yeah. I, I, I mean i understand but some some of the people are just you know and there's a lot of mental illness out there where people are calling they're, they're not like I, I get that that's its own thing and you got to remind yourself like it's like they're just you know people they don't have, get it yeah people have chronic anxiety people have a lot of problems i did it one guy literally called yeah it still makes me mad <laughs> he called he called them on one it like it had to be like it was it had to be like 4 a.m and we had a busy fucking night and i was like finally starting to get some sleep around like two or whatever and then at 4 a.m we'd call for a patient with like difficulty breathing or something and we get there and the guy how many times do you hear that call you're like he'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i mean you never like it's 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 so funny because like with with dispatch i i always again talking about like always thinking worst case scenario that's always what i kind of go like it's gonna be imagine Uh, if it's gonna be worse because you, you know, it's better that it, to get there and to be like, oh, this is nothing than to get there and be like, oh, fuck, because I've had those moments. Yeah. Because dispatch doesn't 
they do their best, but they don't always. <laughs> some people are new. Some I'm people, sensing some tension yeah, between <laughs> you and dispatch. No, so we'll but, get into that, but I, I do want to know what this guy's calls. He's oh, having he just, he's he did, problems he, breathing. Problems breathing, and he he. I, I think he just had. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember this is years ago now, but like he just had. I think mental illness. Like I think he was, but he he called because he had difficulty breathing. But he was just like literally completely fine, and he was just picking his nose. He's like it's all stuffy, and I was like, are you? Hit it! You called because you have a stuffy nose. Like, yeah. Why? Why? I'm like, this is not. I was like, this is nine one one. I was like, and and I was like, do you realize like there could like there could be like. He's like, what if a baby is dying right now? Like, what if the reason I can't Jeez, be somewhere? Really guilt shame. Well, I didn't say it to him, but it's like that's oh. the thing. It's like, but it's just like, well, I mean, but you have to, you have to think about it. It's like, what if, what if, literally, what if someone's kid went into cardiac arrest, and I'm here because you don't know how to blow your fucking nose? Yeah, and this, this is legit. Le- this is NyQuil. legitimately. He's, he and he was he started picking his nose in front of me. And he's like, it's all. I'm like, and I think, and we do this thing is that there's called a SP, it's a SPO2, so we, we can sort sort somewhat with degrees of accuracy measure the amount of oxygen attached to your hemoglobin so oh, so we, yeah so it's like so we come up with a and that's how we can we can aim our treatment so we know if we're being effective in our ventilations or if our you know if our you know if we give you an albuterol or whatever we know if it's, it's if it's helping you because your oxygen saturation should theoretically go up we put it on your finger and he i was like you're at 100 percent oxygen like that I was like you're, you're you have like you are so saturated in oxygen like you're, you're you, you, <laughs> i was like you I was you like, can breathe underwater i was like i was like i was like man i run it like 97 i'm probably at 97 percent right now that's because i'm just out of breath from lifting all this equipment to your doorstep because i don't know if someone's dying in your apartment right and you know so that was that was a real frustrating call but just by your tongue you just go all right let's what you know Okay, and <laughs> and you know, so that's, I'm all for like public public servants, like uh, like the uh, train operators, cops, firefighters, EMTs, just like letting people have it when they when they do, like like when people yeah. are trying to get on the train and they won't get out of the the door. I want the train operator to be like, get out of the fucking doorway, yeah, yeah. just completely lose their shit out. It's like, what are we gonna do? Not take the train? They're like, come on. <laughs> I try to have sympathy again. Just I, let them have it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's there are some people who probably, but I just like the people who. It's if you're that clueless, I don't think my me reprimanding you is going to like key you into like, oh, I should live my life differently. These people, I think they're just like if you're calling an ambulance because your nose is stuffy, you've got a host of problems that I can't possibly begin to fix in the period of time <laughs> that I'm going to see you. So it's like, all right, let's go to the hospital. You will tell the nurses you are here because you have a stuffy nose. Did you bring him to the hospital? I think we ended up bringing him to the hospital. Yeah, because I, so when you got there, you were like, "Buddy," and he goes, "Nah, man, it's a real I problem." Can't be like, I can't be. Well, the thing is, like, even though I'm like, okay, you're it's really, not your call. It's well, it's, it's essentially it's like I'm like you're clearly 100 percent stable. You're, there are a couple of things that are going on. One, he's just because. So if you say I want to go to the hospital, I can't be like no. There's no, I can't be like, you are not allowed to go to the hospital. I can't, I can't do that. And and, and rightfully so. But then the other thing is, uh, the other thing is, is, is God forbid there was, even if it had nothing to do with what he's calling, like, let's say totally unrelated, uh, an individual has a cardiac arrest later that day. Now I'm documented, now I'm documented as this guy stopped here and then told him don't like so it's a, you, you take you know you're going to the hospital if you call me you're yeah, going to the hospital yeah. yeah unless you unless you want to refuse if you want to go no i've changed my mind that's also your legal right you can go right I, you know i don't want to go i but just that gets written the fuck down yeah we document the shit out of this yeah <laughs> um 
so but oh, man but yeah so i, I probably, but it was like yeah was, that was a, that was a miserable i was exhausted i remember being 4 a.m and i was just like he, and then you, and then you just go well you're in that situation and then you just like all you do is laugh you're just like yeah i'm awake right i'm this is i can't <laughs> believe how why i i'm so miserable over such a stupid reason right now he actually well yeah so it was that was one of the most uh infuriating uh, it's like bombing ever. on stage you're like well got 10 more minutes Let's yep. uh, just kind of just all like, right. You can here either, we are. Yeah, you just have fun you with. Might that as well it. laugh because I'm up here. <laughs> you can't change it. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> you can. Take, yeah, uh, no, hundred percent. That is uh, that's very transferable. But um, oh my god, that. Uh, but yeah, you're asking about like the dispatch. It's not that we. It's just like the thing with 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 expecting the worst because you never like dispatch. It's a. Some when you get something like for they, when they're like go oh, hey it's super urgent this is like going on you get there and then it's like it's it's totally nothing like it's it, it's very much the game of telephone because they're mm-hmm. trying to get you know they're trying to get they're getting sometimes someone's having an issue a family member is saying the issue shouting what's going on from a living room to a person right. on a phone who's then talking to dispatch who then relays it to us my partner is taking the phone call and then he's telling me what he heard from them yeah. so now it's you know four or five people deep you show in this up chain. and their house plant died yeah you know <laughs> well it's, uh, so i'll give you a green we i got a, i got a i got a 911 call once to um uh, a location for a uh, an infant that had uh, like fallen and, from, and 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 hit their head and was was bleeding so we we, we should go to show up and it was and we're like, I'm waiting for this person to bring us. It's in a, a department store, and I'm waiting for the person to bring it. Like one of the people, like right to come, you know, come this way. This is where we're going, and we get there, and it's um, in the infant section, but a 65 year old woman. Oh, so we got it as that's infant a fall. very different procedure. And now I'm like, oh, so I went from pediatric to a geriatric patient in you know the matter of no time, just because how te- how telephone works. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's not an infant, you know, and so and I'm like, why oh. would they provide that it's in the infant section? For location, so we know where to locate the patient. Oh, so they're like, but but someone, someone between whoever took the call and this thing, someone went, went from being an inf- being an infant down to being someone in the women and infants section or something like that. And it was this, you know, sixty five woman who would you know hit her head, and she was totally fine. So I went from being yeah. super amped up, but then I'll get the call that's not feeling well. Yeah, and that's all they give you, like just a patient not feeling well, everything's fine, like you know whatever. And you just go and you, you go there and you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your thing. You're just, yeah. And then all the, then, then they're, and they are, and then you, I open the door and it's a room full of people freaking the fuck out, Ooh. panicking because who, you know, whoever is no longer, they're no longer breathing and yeah. conscious. And you're like, Oh, uh, Hey, uh, can we get a fire truck and blah, blah, blah. Cause we have, you know, it's a, so those are the ones. So I just always go like, you just imagine like whatever it is, doesn't matter what they tell you, you're getting something. And I, and I, and I you know, and you get, You'd be you'd be shocked at the weird things that you get, and then it's a totally different you know for a totally different uh, issue. Hmm. Um, How often? I I guess like what are the types of stuff that you would get called for in Massachusetts compared to to here? I know you don't do nine one one here, but like, I, yeah, is little, there really actually a, a difference, or are people mostly dying the same way everywhere? Yeah, I I, I mean the difference. It's all, it's all pretty much it's it's just it's pretty much the same the, the, the differences are really dealing with the type of patient population and I don't mean oh. like I don't mean like um, uh, like one of the big differences is like the so one of the big different one of the okay this is one of the big differences between Massachusetts and New York is the opioid crisis in Massachusetts is way way worse oh like way way worse um, 
and the number the, vol, the volume of of uh, overdoses I dealt with there compared to here is like it's not even it's not even close. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also, what do you what do you do for those? Is that like a it's adrenaline a, shot, and then uh, like no, I, I, it's ventilation and Narcan, depending on it all, it, uh, all, it all depends on the severity of their overdose. You know, what I mean, like some you know some people have they've been if you've been down for a while, it's a much it's a much more severe for sure. Yeah, um, that makes know, sense. So, but if you're and then you can you can get worse, but no, it's mostly it's mostly you know um, you bet you bag them you, you ventilate for them. Uh, oh, okay. With, with a, yeah, I'm so sorry. sorry. Back, back oh, to sorry. me means like you're zipping forget, it up. I, that's I for, I that's so. done. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pack it up, boys. Yeah. Going to the corner. <laughs> I, for, I, I forget the inside baseball. So it's a, B, a, a bag valve mask, so a BVM, and you uh, you just you vent the patient that way. Um, and you do that to get their oxygen saturation up because most times what happens is your respiratory drive just get plummets because you're not you, the, the way the opioids um, bind to the receptors uh, in your yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shut down your respiratory drive, um, and and also your level of consciousness. So you're just you're just not breathing, and um, you make, it makes it really hard to be aroused. Um, not sexually relaxed, Corey. Uh, and then <laughs> oh, I'm relaxed. <laughs> and then I get some opioids in you, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then so uh, so then we, we use uh, Narcan, which is uh, it uh, it pushes the um, the opioid off the. Um, it's I think an, it's an opioid antagonist, so it'll push it off the oh. um, off the receptor site. It just kind of takes that spot, but it's got a short half life, so it doesn't like depending on how long you have it in there. Right. So they can they can need multiple doses, or they need to be evaluated at a at a hospital post. Ooh. But you give that, it's, and it's funny too because one of the things that happens frequently with these calls is you get there and they. You cannot. They're not breathing. You cannot wake them up. You do like a sternal rub. You pin, you know maybe pinch maybe someone pinches cartilage on the ear. You shout. You know you do all these things. Everyone's you know people. It's a hugely loud, chaotic scene, and uh, cannot get the, wake them up. And not, nothing you're doing is bringing them around. You give a certain IV or you can some they do it nasal a lot too. You can you can atomize it um, through the nose, but we'll push you know. 0.5 or whatever however many you know maybe two grams of uh, i'm sorry two milligrams of uh of narcan and all say, two grams sounds yeah. like a lot yeah uh, two, <laughs> two, you push, uh, a lot of anything really lot, yeah um so you push two, you know two milligrams of narcan or whatever and I'll, I'll, like they're awake just you know huh. I, I do it slower because you don't sometimes that can be a problematic if you if you yeah, jack yeah. them up all all at once but they're just like you know they come around and like hey what's going on man hey what's all right so tell what, what'd you take how much did you take I didn't take. I didn't take anything. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's like, oh, what? Who are you? Are you it's the like, cops? I didn't take anything. Yeah, yeah I didn't take. It. It's like you're not going to jail. It's not. It's not. No, no, no. We just need to know what you took. How did you take it? Blah blah blah. Is there anything else around? Are there any needles that we're going to get stuck with? Is it, you know, like, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> but and they they always denied that. I'm like, well, we gave you Narcan. That's the only reason you're awake right now. Oh, it's just weird. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah. Oh, what do you? I was watching TV, man. What do you? And then, and then eventually, they're just like maybe a couple. Like, what did you take? And they're like, well, I did. Uh, yeah, I did about about like just like half a bag, and then uh, you know this. Thing. Like, okay, all right. And just like, and then they're just like, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to jail. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just your did. impression of a, a druggie actually sounded like my roommate. It was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> well, maybe, spot on. Maybe maybe, maybe like, start checking his drawers. See what's, yeah, uh, he might be showing up at our apartment. <laughs> I'm not checking his shit at all. That is not. <laughs> my fucking problem <laughs> uh, oh my god so you okay i want to i want to hear more about the barracks because i assume it's a lot of like like you you hear the the uh firehouse or like the it's mostly just guys sitting around and then playing cards and then it's like all 
all systems go all at once. I bet you guys, like, do you guys have a fucked up sense of humor while you're sitting around there? Or do you guys have like a, are yeah. you guys mostly serious all the time? So ours, ours was a, so the, ours was a volunteer firehouse. So there weren't always guys there other than us, like the two medics, we would basically sleep there 24 hours, but they usually didn't have someone staffed 24 hours fire because they would just get like they would go call and you'd be like it's yeah. like on call so they would come i in. mean i mean you guys more yeah no the sense of humor is my experience with medics and emts and firefighters to a degree is that they're nurse nurses too so er nurses anybody that's in that stuff they either have great senses of humor down for like they are they're funny on their own like and they are in even if they're not like funny they're down for like they'll laugh at whatever and there's nothing yeah. nothing is off bounds no one's ever like that's fucked up no one says no one i've never <laughs> i've never heard anyone say that so they're either that type or they have no sense of there are they are a dead inside weirdo who is just like you're like something's and there's just nothing yeah and it's like it's like they're working out a trauma or a they're working like the the psychological problems run deep and they just they don't laugh they so don't laugh like, at anything and like our joke for you being a serial killer you're like no 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 i know no, the paramedics yeah. that are serial <laughs> killers some weird there's some weird motherfuckers um yeah and it's uh yeah those guys and they're no fun to work with they're and they're, they're usually insane they're usually insanely good the ones with no sense of humor yeah because they they don't there's it's just the job it's clinical there's, it's it is it, they're so prof, like proficient um they don't i mean but but i but i assume they're going to snap and you know tommy gun up a, 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 an infant <laughs> ward someday like i just i don't they're because they're, they're just they just run they run they run hot and they're they tend to be quick tempered, tend to be very OCD, mm-hmm. um, can't, like, and, and that which can be so brutal to work with. It's so brutal to work with those people. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you know, I, it's kind of like they, they tend to be like those kind of like talks. They tend to be like really into the company too. They're company, you know, like they're like company men. Like, what do you mean? You know, like, like they're like, I, like they're just, you know, the person who's just like. It's basically a toxic employee. It's like they're super all about the company. They uh, suck up to management. Yeah, and then, but then they. And they're great at their job, so nobody's ever going to fire them for being a bad employee. But they make other, but they make working there a fucking joyless nightmare. Got it. And it's like, and you see that it's so yeah. It just it really it they're they're fucking they're awful. I've had a couple of partners like that, and it's at both at EMT level and at um, yeah. The EMT ones are just usually dumber. They're just usually not as they're like, but the 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 medic ones are going to be. Do those guys like call you out on like fucked up jokes? Like if, if you and the other no, I like, even, quote I unquote, cool people are just like no, dicking around, they're like, guys, stop, this is serious. No, it's not that they have a pro- it's like no, I wouldn't even jo- I would we wouldn't even do it around them because it would just they would do just such joyless uh, people. <laughs> it would be it would just it'd be like it's not it's not they would they'd never be like, Don't say that. that I, they would never I, they wouldn't even say that, but it would just it just it just would fall on deaf ear. You would feel they would make you feel like maybe they do this, like like they'd give you that kind of like man like yeah but they like uh, like but that but that's that would be the extent of it but you just would you just feel bad yeah, <laughs> yeah right like it's just uh, <laughs> but yeah no they yeah it's so yeah some of some of the some of the best laughs i've ever had have been um when you have a good partner it's it's a fight especially, oh, especially, yeah. especially at the emt level because the responsibility isn't quite as high yeah and you can just you just hang on a truck you just laugh all fucking day even when the even when the company's beating you up which they do um but you can you can just I've it's one of, one of, one of you know there's a guy I used to work with it was um, 
Um, I won't say it was, I won't say his name, but he was he was he was, he was we had a ton of he was like we were best friends for like a, like whenever day would truck. I was like I would look forward to going to work. Yeah, even even though I knew it was gonna suck. Yeah, and I would be like we're gonna have fun. I'm gonna we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna when it's in fact the worse it was the harder we would laugh and be like yeah. and just lose our shit um, every but, time and like uh, those those shitty jobs are where like you definitely meet the the best people like when I worked on that campaign like it was horrible like. 110 hours a week type yeah. hours and it was like man this really sucks but when you spend 14 hours a day with these people you either like there were people that i fucking hated and so there were people that i was like <laughs> that's you are immediately like best friend for life yep. yeah, we, yeah. we yeah. went through this like yeah. no uh, you're the best that's when you, when you get close comment and it's like the other thing it's like it's it's so it's so important as deemed to because you're literally st stuck in a truck. That's your office. Your office yeah. is I'm next to you. I'm two inches away from you. I could tell like, and if you don't get along with that person, it's a fucking Ooh. nightmare. It's a, it's a, there's this inescapable. Man. Then you go, you have to sleep in the same room with a person you fucking hate. That's like, that's it's like my future marriage. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like, but you can't get a divorce. Oh. It's like, you gotta find out. You get, it's like, it's like, imagine if you couldn't even escape it's from like the office. 1200s England. Yeah. It's I'm fucking, just, <laughs> <laughs> just have to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah dude. Uh, but, um, all right. Well, we got we got like ten minutes left. Oh, wow. You got okay. a couple stories, just like straight up stories from like this thing happened. I didn't uh, want to make it the whole thing, but oh, uh, well. I mean, I there's <laughs> give, me, give me the fucked up ones because I know you got them. You just want like like define? Can you define like fucked up? Like what you mean? Just like I guess. Uh, like whether it was a situation where you walked in and you were like, that is not what I was expecting. And just like, uh, like, like the stereotypical one is like, you ask a, an emergency room doctor and they're like, you would not believe how many people come in here with something stuck in their ass. Oh, just like never, I've never, <laughs> I've never had anything up, up the butt. Um, I you mean like you've had stuff in I your mean, body I mean, while I mean, you're had, working. Yes. Yeah. But of not, not but anyone I'm else. A, I'm a dirty, dirty girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, fucked up. I there was, I've seen a, I've seen some pretty insane amounts of like hemorrhaging where you're like, wow, okay, that's a lot of blood. Um, stuff like that. I've seen some brutal car, a couple of brutal car accidents. One was really fucked up. These take these take these probably were longer than ten minute stories. That's that's my thing. I mean, there's no. It's not like yeah. this thing shuts off in uh, an hour. No, so. no, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, well, and, you were twenty minutes late, so we're going at least that far. And they're also like super sad. One of the funniest ones. There were two. Like one. Well, somebody else, one of the funniest stories was one of the first nights I ever had a cardiac arrest, but that's like okay. a long, that's a long story because it, it feels, and I, I don't, I, it won't do it justice, but it was like, it was, it was just an insane night. I actually did this joke. I did, I told the story on stage once because it was just so wild and it was, it involves, I'll give you the bullet points. It involves, uh, it involves a hooker who, uh, try, who exposed herself to me in the back of an ambulance wow. and then. Um, after, this is like right after she just got beat up by her boyfriend. It, it, it was, and then we had, then I had my first death. There was, I, I, I don't want to do, I'll say this for you because it's, it's too long and it's a really good, um, you don't want to, I, yeah, don't it's, say this. It's, 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 it's almost like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to come off too much of a joke, but it's like, it's a great, it's a great story. Um, and the other one I had was one of the funnier ones. This is a shorter one is an overdose I had in a, a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, <laughs> and that was, oh. that, that was hilarious. 
Heroin? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I was like, those guys are doing heroin. And it was at a kid's birthday party. Yeah. It was on the, the dude <laughs> when he finally, and he, he finally, so it was just literally like kids are having a birthday party uh-huh. two feet away from a guy who we thought was having a cardiac arrest. And it's like, so they're just like peeking up over the, like, like it's like, happy birthday <laughs> to you. Well, and man is actively having his lap. And so we got him in the back. We got him back together and, um, he he came around. His girlfriend didn't know that he was a, a like heroin addict. Like and he what? Yeah. So he because I guess he messed up. Got like he. I think this was like his relapse. I don't know why he decided to do it at this kid's birthday party, but they had him. We got him in the Dude, back. You ever hang out with kids for that long? <laughs> Come on. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but we got him. And it was also his birthday. So I looked. I looked at his license. I was like, "Is that your birthday?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Happy birthday, man!" <laughs> it's just like Thanks. nice. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of wild one, and I've said another a million like really depressing, like yeah, I'm not about super, those. Ones. Yeah, those are those are not my favorite. But um, but like I said, they do the one upside of them is it's just like thank God I have the use of things below my neck. Like that's just like I think about that a lot, like yeah. a lot. I think about it because I just frequently see people who are in real crippled. Uh, debilitating shape and you're and so that's the one as much brutal and depressing as a job is that's like the one nice thing about it is like it just makes you a little bit more grateful for hmm. kind of some of that stuff damn but, yeah I really want to hear that story but that was a really good end, place to end okay cool. you really yeah. wrapped it up nicely for me <laughs> and I was like alright this is a good episode I liked it yeah thanks fun, for uh, yeah thanks for coming by we'll do it again sometime and we'll get into the hooker story maybe next time <laughs> yes there we go alright thank you guys